Thank you for joining us here on Talk Money. I'm Keith Quinn with Jim Shoemaker. Our guest today is Landon Mills, and we're talking about some common questions that clients ask when it comes to building a portfolio. One of the things that I look at is, is how do things look in the market? But this, we've had our, you know, the best November, December performance for the S&P 500 in the last 25 years. That's from 89 to 2013 was a gain of 12.2%. Can't stop this market. It's going to no, go nowhere but up. Is that so right? November, December. Well, the worst <laughs> November to December in the performance of the S&P 500 in the last 25 years from 1989 to 2013, was a loss of 7.4%. 7.4%. So, and that was in 2000. So the, the thing that we have to look at the... And I would have thought that was 2008, but that was in 2000. Well, the best was 1998, 12.2%. The worst, 2000, 7.4%. So our guest is going to tell us how do we manage through the November to the December. So, Landon, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, one of the questions that, that I would love to ask you, everybody asks us, and, and I know, Landon, you get this question a lot, too, um, and, and it's it's amazing that we still ask it. It really is. It shows you how what a traumatic emotional event it really was. We hung on, we hung on to it. We're still hanging on to it. What will 2008 happen again, Landon? That's a question that we get. I, I agree. I, I get that question quite a bit. I think the first thing you have to do is you have to uh, clarify when someone says, well, 2008 happened again, you got to clarify that question. What, do, what does the individual mean when they say, well, 2008 happened again? Now, if you go back to 2008, uh, and Keith, you and I have talked about this a number of times, did that individual, did they lose money? Did they? Was, I think that's incredibly important, Landon. Go ahead. Well, or was it, were they scared or frightened or agitated by what the headlines in the news? Um, now, if the client is asking, could the market go down that much again? Sure. You know, I, you know, I hate to say it, but yes, I mean, anything is possible. So volatility is what normal. we see is normal. Uh, but now, guys, let's think a second. 2008 um, had a lot of unique parts about it. It really did. It wasn't, uh, it's the first time that cross-correlation didn't work the way we expected it to work. Right. So, well, if we two, look back to 2001, bonds worked great. The market went down, but bonds went bonds up, just exactly up. the way cross-correlation is supposed to work. So could 2000, you know, when he says, uh, you know, could the market go down? Yeah, I can see that we that that's sure. being a sure thing. But the reality is, um, I don't know. We can't predict what the market's going to do. Can't predict it. Could mm-hmm. we have another credit crisis like 2008? Absolutely. I don't really see it, but I didn't see it before I didn't 2008. See it before. Yeah. So uh, I think what you're saying, Landon, is... Do you get into the market with this anticipation that there's something going to happen? No. Mm-hmm. But do you get into the market understanding that the market is what the market is? It's going to move. Very much so. And I think that's what you have to be very clear with the client about is that the market is going to act the way the market is going to act. And and you know, that is so critical when you think about it because I think when you get that question, what what is the client really asking? And that's sure. what I think Landon was trying to get to. I mean, are they are the, did they have did they lose fifty percent? Are they asking can they lose fifty percent again? Are they asking you know can we have this situation where we're talking about nationalizing the banks and you remember Dow oh, five thousand and do, yeah. <laughs> I do I, I remember know, it well. I'm only thirty seven <laughs> years old, but yeah. post period about three months aged me tremendously. That's right. So yeah, getting at what does that mean to them? that emotional and where do those emotions lead them so that's really what you're saying Landon. it is it is and i think it's a great 
I think it's great when clients ask that question because you have an opportunity to really dig a little bit deeper. And when you dig a little bit deeper with the client, you you start to build that relationship. Absolutely. Great thought right there. That's Rennan, you couldn't have said that any better. When you dig a little deeper, which is what our job is, uh, so many times you look at investing as being that moment in time, let's do it. But the reality is, from a financial planning standpoint, we're digging a little deeper. I agree. Well, and agree. even as financial professionals, 2008 was different for all of us. We yes. all have our own personal experiences and carry our own demons, for yeah. lack of a better sure. word, out of that sure. year. Sure. Well, if we say that it's um, it could happen again, then uh, can we can we predict when that's going to happen? Can we, can we, we? We've been talking about a correction. We didn't even ask Joe about that, but we have, we've been talking about a correction now for almost eighteen months. Oh wait, we've uh, oh we've now we are in the fourth longest stretch in the last fifty years without a ten percent correction because that was we hit that on uh, November fourth. Fourth, yeah. So I mean, so are we going to have a correction? More than likely, yes. I mean, corrections are going to happen. Corrections are, and this is what I tell clients, corrections are very needed. Uh, uh, Keith, you have told me this numerous times. Corrections are needed. It is going to happen. And it, it, Mr. Shoemaker, you've even said it's almost like uh, letting the air out of a balloon a little bit. Mm. And it, it, it just brings, and it brings everything back into perspective. Yeah, it right. does. Yeah. And, uh, but a lot of the times the question I get is, do we, as, as financial professionals, do we try to time the market of when to get into the market. I want to talk a lot about that. I do too. Yeah, I want to go to, to let's do Rebecca, but I really that's a great question because that where the, let's let's tie it into something. Are we active or passive investors? And I think that's what a lot of clients want to ask: is do you, are you actively managing? That's right. Or are you passively managing? And that leads into that question: timing the market. It's your fundamental philosophies. Our guest today is Landon Mills, and we're talking about some common questions. That clients ask when it comes to building a portfolio, we're doing a financial plan. We're working with people to try to understand. Landon said earlier that we're digging a little deeper, but the question that's been raised, you know, are you active or passive or the big one, do you time the market? Well, to be quite honest, timing the market, uh, in my personal opinion, is impossible. Um, it, we don't do it at Shoemaker because it, it's extremely difficult to be uh, consistently accurate, accurate <laughs> consistently accurate or consistently good at it. Um, now, what I always like to tell clients is we don't we don't personally time the market, but do we have investment managers that work very hard to try to kept, catch upside potential while mitigating uh, downside risk? Yes. Yes, we do 100%, and that's why the philosophies that we have, that's, that's the reason why we have the philosophies we have is because we like to put – that uh, responsibility on somebody that basically does it for a living. Well, let's well let's, said. let's define that. I yeah, mean, let's let's because I think Landon, that is one of the biggest comments that a lot of people do. And of course, we can never predict the future. Sure. We have no idea. We don't say that the past is an indicative thing of what's going to happen tomorrow. Right, but, right. But reality is, we only have the past. We only have what we see. It's the best we, we've got. That's the best we've got. So when when we do look for managers, when we do look for people that are investment people, like a Joe Bentley, what we're looking for is someone who meets our philosophy. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. thinking the way we think. Um, he doesn't. He's not a gunslinger, you know. Unless we say that's a gunslinger, it's what we want, right? You know what I'm saying. But the reality is, they have to meet some standards. And absolutely, Keith, you do, do right. in the investment committee. You do a great job of the standards. So there's 17, 18 different things we look for. And as we're picking someone, we have we have that desire, Landon, to decide if this guy meets our standards. Yep. And then if he doesn't, we can 
eliminate and move on to the next guy. But we don't try to time the market. Well, and I think what's important is we have to we have to relay this message to the client. We have to let them know that this is our philosophy. Everybody in the world out there has got their own ideas and, and opinions on how to invest right. money. But clients are coming to us with – they have the question, and they want some direction on which way to go. And we have to be out there you know, in the front to say, look, this is what we believe, and this is how we've done it, and we have been successful, and we feel like moving forward, if what we have done in the past has been successful, we have to feel very confident that moving forward – We'll get the same results. Yeah, and I think um, that's a great way of putting it. And I guess the let me give you a little bit of history. We attempted to hire some people. When I attempted, we did it. We hired two money managers years ago that were time under timers. They were that's their strategy. They right, and just, I want everyone to understand when we're talking about timing the market, we're going from cash into stocks back to cash. cash right, exactly. Point. And uh, you know, we hired these two guys. Uh, one was in uh, Salina, Kansas. And one was in Boston, um, excuse me, Baltimore, Maryland. And the reality is we chose those two different people because we wanted two different strategies. We wanted to see were they on track or what was, you know, and so. And they both were highly qualified. Were you very guys wouldn't qualified, have chosen. Highly respected uh, in their field and uh, very, very technical and detailed. And the reality is for a couple of years, they looked like heroes. But all I had to do was miss it once. Miss it once. And, boy, when they did, it was a disaster because it uh, you you literally got out at the wrong time and then got back in at the wrong time, and that slaughtered you. That's and, right. And that's the biggest thing is the consistency. Yeah, absolutely. It's not to say that somebody can't do it. For a couple of years. For a right. couple of years and look great. And look And great. then get everybody on board. Right. He misses it once, and everybody's like, what happened? Well, we do something in the office, Landon. I want you to describe it for our listeners, and sure. it's called the, the MAPS questionnaire. And, yes. and we go through a very detailed way of finding out what their risk tolerance is. So help us understand that for our listeners to know what a MAPS questionnaire is. And help us understand what risk tolerance means. Yeah. Well, one of the big factors that we have to look at when you're investing your money is how much risk can any individual take in the market. And this is both – I always say it's going to show us what's on paper, but it's also going to show what's in the head of the individual because everybody can say, well, I'm more of a risky individual or I'm more of a conservative individual. But when it comes to your money, that's a totally different ballgame. Right. So when a MAPS questionnaire basically is – it's about seven or eight questions, and it's they are very specific questions. Some are hypotheticals, but it puts the, it puts the individual in a situation that if they were to have this money, uh, given market volatility, how would they feel – uh, after a certain uh, circumstance. And depending on the way they answer that question, uh, we go through, like I said, seven or eight questions. We add up some numbers to see, okay, are they on a spectrum of risk? Are they more, truly more of a risky individual? Or are they truly more of a conservative individual? And it, even after they take the questionnaire, I'll even ask them, hey, you scored more on the risky side, but does that is that how you truly feel? Right. Well, you know, they'll say, Landon, yeah, I scored, but to be honest with you, I'm probably I would like to pair that back a little bit more. And so, there again goes back to the digging a little bit deeper, asking a few more questions, let it, helping them to understand what's going to be expected in the market, and then if those things happen, can we still have a conversation about how we're going to move forward and them not taking their money and going somewhere else? Oh, that's that's a great thought, Landon, because what you're saying is when you do a proper risk tolerance. And you know what the person's risk is, and you've explained to them that the market is volatile. It goes up, it goes down. We cannot predict it. We don't know what's going on, but we do try to invest, invest wisely based on right. somebody's risk. You mm-hmm. know, Keith. And the reality is, when someone, when the market does do something like it did in October, yeah. where we saw it drop two hundred points, two fifty. I mean, the client's going, "Hey, I'm okay with this. I yes. mean, I understand this." And 
you know, it, it's great for us to – I do this a lot when we've got a good, you know, good maps and we do this every two years. We sit down with them. It's come back in and we just review it and say, this is what you said. Is this how you still feel? And, and if you think about it, what you are truly doing I, – I keep going back to, you know, uh, digging a little bit deeper and building that relationship. What you end up doing is you don't – and you've got to stress this to the client. You end up not managing results, but you manage expectations. That's perfect. And if That's you manage expectations, if they can come in and say, you know what, the market did go down eight, seven, eight, nine percent, but I'm okay with that. That's right. The individual that I've been working with has kind of prepped me and said, if, if this happens, it's not the end of the world. Great I, point. I can't put that any plainer. If you'd like to talk with Landon, all you need to do is call our office at 757-5757. He's a very experienced advisor, does a great job with his clients, spends an enormous amount of time digging deeper to understand really what the client and uh, is wanting to do. He really does. But I will leave us with one last thought on risk. Uh, you guys know I don't love that word because I think risk is the permanent loss of capital and the inability to earn a rate of return that outpaces inflation. So I don't necessarily think stocks are risky. I think they are volatile. So, you know, how much volatility can you stand? <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Volatility <laughs> versus risk. Let me you give do? you something about Stratagas Partners. Stratagas Partners uh, did some research there, uh, research from the S&P 500 based on the elections, Keith. Right, based I on mean, the election I mean, so optimism cycles. is there. So what do you think? Well, you know, they, they had done a study and looking back at, you know, how the markets have performed after midterm elections. And they found in the final quarter after a midterm election, going back to 1930, uh, that the markets have averaged about 6.4%, which is a really good return. Now, you take that with the third year of the presidential cycle, because this is something they also looked at. And in the third year of a presidential cycle, the markets have averaged about 18.7%, yep. going back to 1950. So histor wow. historic numbers would tell us that this quarter and next year, uh, you know, have have done well in the past. And that's Stratagas. Stratagas Research Partners, and this data shows that the S and P 500 index averaged an annual total return by this is the presidential cycle. Right. And of course, we can say past performance is no guarantee of future. We'd better say it right there because <laughs> I do not think that guarantees the future. Uh, yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of reasons. You know, I'm more excited about what Joe was talking about with earnings than I am about where we are in the presidential cycle. But Landon has been a very good guest this Great morning. Guest. And he's walked us through some process and we've heard these common questions of the issues and stuff like that. Landon, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate hey, thank you, you for having there. me. Well, you know, and he's always a good guest. He does Landon's a great, a great job. guest and a good advisor. If anyone wants to set up an appointment with Landon, please give him a call, 757-5757. He'd be happy to sit down with you and walk through your financial picture. I want to thank Landon Mills, Art Frederick, our program director, Francis Fortner, our guest coordinator, Eleanor Moskovitz, and Katie Brashear, our production assistants. Drew Johnson, who writes our Mid-South History Moments, and Rebecca Brazier, who reads them. And finally, last but not least, our compliance officer, Jeff Long. I'm Keith Quinn. And I'm Jim Shoemaker. Please join us next week when we'll help you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.